All right, welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Super Bowl Sunday, February 12th. Um, Richie, how's your weekend been? Ah, man, it's been crazy. Went to a wedding down in your neck of the woods in Tampa at uh, Armature Works this weekend. Uh, had a great time, brought the dogs, got an Airbnb canceled, had to book a hotel last minute, and got a phone call right after the ceremony saying our dog was going nuts, and we had a warning for a noise disturbance, so we missed most of the reception, but shout out to Chris and Taylor, beautiful wedding, uh, very happy and excited for them. Richie, I feel like, is back into the wedding season, like this, like it just never stops with Richie's, but <laughs> I, I feel like it's been a minute since I've been to a wedding, but yeah, no, good weekend for sure, uh, been a lot of FSU sports, that's fun, softball just won. So that was fun to see. Nice. And then in a couple hours now, we have the Super Bowl. If you're watching, if you're listening, do us a favor and hit that share button. Make sure that you like the video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If you are subscribed, consider becoming a member down below. We certainly do appreciate those that have joined us and seem to join every couple of days. We, we pick up another couple of members. So we really do appreciate it. If you guys would consider that, we would be very thankful. Double Fries No Slaw brought to you by Guthrie's. You can visit both their locations at 1818 West Tennessee Street and 2550, 20, 2550 North Monroe. Yeah. I don't know. How did I just forget that? I've said it for three years now. And 2550, yeah, North Monroe. Monroe, Tennessee, wherever you go, make sure you let them know that Double Fries No Slaw sent you. I love when people do let us know, like, hey, I was out in like Alabama or something and uh, I told them that I heard you about you on the pot, and like people be like, I, we have no idea what you're talking about. So they may not know, but still let them know you you heard about them through us. Um, Richie, let's jump into it. We'll try and have a little bit of a quicker episode today. Again, do us a favor, hit the comments. Let's be interactive. Hit the super chat if you have something that absolutely has to be answered. But we want to go for like 30, 40 minutes, and then get you guys onto your wings and beer and, and whatever you'll have for this tour. So let's jump right into it. Let's get after it. Uh, this is what I want to lead off with, and this is what I think is probably most important. Richie, Mike Norvell's extension that was announced this week, something that uh, I think Florida State had been working on for quite a while, got it put through, got it finalized this week. Obviously, we talked about the surplus last week. Uh, I think it's big news for FSU, and uh, you know, really a lot of a lot went into this. This average per year that Norvell is going to have is going to put him slightly ahead of Mario Cristobal and about a little over a million more ahead of Billy Napier. I would expect that those guys get extensions as it just becomes an arms race in college football. But good to see Florida State absolutely spending what the market rate is. I think it makes Norvell about the 10th highest paid coach in the country. Um, So pretty fun to see. Pretty good stuff there. Um, A a deal that's pretty friendly for FSU. Obviously still working on the Taggart buyout. But I think a deal that's pretty friendly for FSU, but... It also shows that Florida State uh, really does believe in Mike Norvell, believes in what they're building for the long term. And uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about maybe some of the impacts, but just initial thoughts and immediate reaction um, when it comes to uh, Norvell's contract extension. Yeah, I think it's well-deserved, and I, I love that the average is 8.05 to make him the highest-paid coach in the state. I think that was probably very intentional by Florida State, so they can go out and say, we do have the highest-paid coach in the state. Um, you know, for a guy that took a 25% pay cut his first year in COVID, uh, you know, I think he deserves every penny. We've seen how he's built this program and, and the culture and, you know, everyone coming back basically that was eligible to kind of speaks to that. Uh, and it sends a great message to a lot of different people, other conferences, you know, the recruits last year, Mike was recruiting against coaches saying that he was on the hot seat and he 
probably wasn't actually on the hot seat. But if you're a 17-year-old kid and you just saw a coach win, you know, five games uh, the previous year, you're going to, and three the year before that, you're going to think, yeah, he might get fired soon. This puts an end to all of that. Now Mike can recruit off of 10 wins. And he has, you know, the safety net saying, listen, I'm, I'm going to be here the rest of this decade. So he can go into any high school living room in America right now and say, listen, I'm going to be your coach for four years. You don't have to worry about me leaving. Um, I don't think a lot of other schools were after Mike Norville. You didn't really hear his name this cycle. But if Florida State has the year, we kind of hope they do next year. And there are some big openings. He's definitely a name that starts floating around. So I, I think great job by Florida State. Uh, it's never fun when Jimmy Sexton is involved, but they did what they had to do to lock him up. Yeah, what I have, what I was told and have been told for really ever since Alford uh, was in the picture and took over was that Alford was very much a Norvell guy. And I know that Michael Alford has made other decisions that we, we may agree or, or disagree with or um, Florida State has parted ways with certain coaches or certain coaches or figureheads or personalities or just whatever have moved on in one form or another. Um, from the beginning, Alford very much has been a Norvell guy. I don't know if it has a lot to do with their relationship, just the trust he has in Norvell. I don't know if Norvell just does what Alford wants. And so I don't know what the answer is, right? Like there's probably a mix of all of those things, but from the beginning, like Norvell was, was Alford's guy and that's who he wanted here. And that's what he wanted to happen. And a lot of people... We, you know, we went into last season, a lot of people wondered, oh, if we win three or four games and, and we kind of underperform, would Florida State move on? Or if we just go six and six or something like that, we move on. Three, at three wins, I think we would have moved on yeah. just because I don't think there'd have been much you could really do about it from there. But I think that aside from a, just a disastrous season, like Alfred believed in what Norvell was doing and we weren't moving on from Mike. I, I believe that Alfred knew that Norvell was building this thing and building it the right way and understood that probably what was going to happen is that Norvell was going to turn this around. Now, I don't think any of us knew that it was going to be a 10-win season and then the very next year we would have ACC championship and playoff hopes and everything else like that. But I do believe that there was a lot of confidence that Norvell could get this thing turned around and a lot of confidence that things would improve very, very rapidly. And they have. And so Norvell has always had the trust of Alford. Uh, he's always been in his corner. And, um, you know, Norvell was rewarded. Not only rewarded, and a lot of people, you know, kind of get this wrong or, or don't really understand this. But I don't think that this contract extension was just because of it was a reward for winning 10 games. I think there was part of it that said, okay, you've proved yourself. You've turned this thing around. And that was part of the reason for the extension. The other part, and Richie, this is what I want to get to and kind of get your thoughts. The other part that I truly believe it had a lot to do with it was the fact that I think this is signaling to a few different people. Like you said, recruits. I think it's signaling to the ACC, the Big Ten, the SEC, that Florida State is here to play big boy football and is here to pay like a top 10 university in this country. You know, there's a big argument going on about blue buds and uh, new bloods and everything, right? Like what the basketball team had kind of dubbed themselves for years. But I don't really know how important that is, how much that really matters. Right now, Florida State views themselves as a top 10 program in college football. You can agree with that. You can disagree with that. I don't really care. That doesn't matter to me. 
But Florida State views itself in that top 10 category. They believe they have top 10 when it comes to NIL. They believe they have top 10 when it comes to facilities with the new indoor facility being built. They believe they're top 10 in expectations. They believe they should be top 10 in recruiting. And so all of that, if they believe all of that, they also need to be at top 10 when they're considering paying their coaches, when they're talking about both on the field and off field staff. They, if, if you want your coach to perform at a top 10 level, you need to provide him with enough stability and support to be able to compete at a top 10 level. They have a top 10 brand, which we'll talk about here in just a minute. It's the number one brand in the ACC. But if you're going to expect that out of your coach and you're going to expect your coach to recruit at a top 10 level and win at a top 10 level and do all that, then you need to, you need to pay him like that. You need to send a message that we're not cheap. We're not broke. We're not, there are no doubts about the longevity of this. And, and like I said, I think Richie did send a message to the Big Ten and the SEC to say, hey, guys, we're, we're paying like the elites of college football. We're paying like the absolute cream of the crop in this sport. You guys need to recognize what's going on. And I don't have any inside info. There's no, oh, man, the SEC saw this contract decision. Something's about to happen. But I think Florida State is trying to position themselves as well as it can to make that statement. And they're doing a, a fairly good job of it right now. Yeah, absolutely. When you look at the $100 million football-only facility that's going to be built probably in the next you know 20 to 24 months or so, that, that alone is a huge investment that you don't need, but it sends a message, like you said, TJ, to the college football world and these conferences because you know the SEC, they're cutting their team's $50 million checks right now. And it's which, going up. And it's, yeah, it only goes up from there. Florida State is well behind, I think, in the high 20s, low 30s right now with the ACC. So one of two things has to happen. Either these other conferences, either the SEC or Big Ten takes notice and says, you know what, this is a brand we can use, and we're going to talk about that in a second, TJ. Or do you force the ACC's hand and Jim Phillips, if he remains with the ACC commissioner, to uh, change their model of how schools are compensated and say, listen, we're going to start compensating schools based on TV ratings, based on what they bring to the conference, because Florida State would have an argument there, and then you'd probably have a chance to keep Florida State and Clemson happy, for, at least in the interim, but you're going to piss off a lot of the other league members, especially like the Wake Forest and the Boston Colleges, who bring nothing to the conference whatsoever. So I think it's a strong message for Florida State, just showing how committed they really are. You know, with the battle's end, the, the collective, obviously they can't work with the schools directly. That's going to change here shortly, it looks like, uh, thanks to some legislation. But it's happening. We know that, right? Um, Florida State is all in on football, committed 100%. And uh, that message is being sent loud and clear right now, TJ. Yeah, it's pretty impressive to see, and it's really great to see um, from FSU's perspective. That's actually a great transition right into what we want to talk about, Florida State's brand over the last year or so. Just before we get to that, I do want to give some love to our friends over at Gramco. We've talked about Gramco for a little over a year now. We really do appreciate them and their support. If you haven't tried their product, because you haven't tried Delta 8 or you're just nervous about it and, and, and want to maybe try something a little smaller, they've got a perfect product for you. They have a four count gummy sampler. You can go to their website right now, thegramco.com. It's $8. If you use our code DFNS25 or TJ25, whatever you use, it'll take 25% off. So you get this sampler for six bucks. If you don't like it, you're out the cost of a cup of coffee, but you get to try all four different flavors. It's blue raspberry, watermelon, green apple, and fruit punch. Ooh, almost forgot the last one. I've had a few of those today. Uh, check them out. Again, if you don't like it, 
If you try the six, here's this. If you try the $6 pack and you don't like it, I'll get you a gift card to Garnet and Gold. You'll be good to go there. So no risk at all. Go to thegramco.com, use our code, save 25% and get you a sampler of the gummies. If you like their product and you haven't ordered in a while, go ahead and hit them up and make sure that you're ordering from people that support us, support FSU and their athletes. They've got some stuff that is gonna be coming out very soon on some support of FSU athletes. So appreciate Gramco for their support. Okay, talking about the brand, right? Talking about Florida State's brand. Um, some news came out this week, Florida State, during the, I saw some Gator fans getting upset about this and saying that the numbers were cherry picked. Just in case you, you don't know basic college uh, football uh, news and notes, the numbers were not cherry picked. This very much was during the college football playoff era from 2014 to 2021, obviously included the COVID era uh, year as well. And a couple of years that Florida State finished under 500. Florida State was number one in the ACC when it came to viewers on television, nationally televised games. Florida State had the most eyeballs on it through the college football playoff era. You would expect that number to get even wider, larger, due to how Florida State played last year. And though Florida State was down for much of the college football playoff era, in fact, Clemson dominated outside of 2014, our brand kind of shone through. And I think that, again, this is Florida State, Richie, positioning itself, trying to jockey a little bit, doing some internal and external marketing for what kind of brand they truly are. Not only from their paying coaches, not only from the indoor facility that they're building, but also the kind of brand that they are in college football. Uh, some people might argue with Notre Dame. Some people might argue a couple of other schools. But if teams not in the, AC, uh, the SEC and the Big Ten right now, maybe take Notre Dame out, take out USC, Texas, Oklahoma, because they already have destinations. Florida State's the number one brand in, in all of college football. And again, Notre Dame's maybe the one you could argue and you might have a conversation about, but they're certainly putting their name out there and they're doing a little bit of flexing of the muscle of trying to let people know just how great they think they are and how great one of these two conferences that's going to snatch them up should think they are as well. Yeah, I think Florida State, it's just a team that, if you're, especially if you're in our age group, TJ, mid to early, late 30s, um, it's synonymous with college football. It really is. People tune in to watch Florida State. Uh, you know, they built the reputation going on the road, playing anyone, any place, any time. And, you know, that's what kind of helped build to where we are now. Yeah. My dad, you know, he was from upstate New York. When he moved to Florida, you know, he knew about Florida State because he watched them play, you know, games at Nebraska and, you know, at Pitt when they had Dan Marino and all these teams that, you know, other teams would say, nah, we're not going to go there. We'll just, we'll hire a, a buy, we'll buy a win instead. No, Bobby Bowden put this team on the map and it is a truly international brand. Mike Norville might say it's an iconic brand, which it truly is though. And the numbers don't lie. I mean, What's going to be the most watched game in week one next year? It's going to be Florida State versus LSU. Uh, three weeks later, what's going to be the most watched game of that weekend? It's going to be Florida State Clemson. We already know this. And that's what Florida State does. They draw eyeballs. 2014 was so fun because people were hate watching, right? And those those views count too because they wanted to see Florida State fall. And they got so excited and let down week after week after week because we kept falling behind. And to your point, TJ, you know, people were upset saying they were at least uh, numbers were cherry picked. I mean, we can throw the 2013 national title season in there if you want yeah. to. Yeah, <laughs> we that, can do that. <laughs> that's what that was funny is um, obviously Clemson's had a great run over the last several yeah. years. But if you want to go back to before Clemson's great run, like if you want to do all of the 90s and you want to do all of the 2000s and the 2010, 
yes, I invite you to do all of that. Like, cause I know Florida State's brand was stronger then when, you know, Clemson was kind of an afterthought in the ACC. So, yeah. uh, and certainly in college football. So, yeah, I, I, again, Florida State's had a, a pretty rough stretch these last six or seven years and still absolutely dominated from a brand perspective uh, based on what you just mentioned, Richie, it building up over the last several decades and Florida State just really being a dominant force that, again, hopefully uh, they're getting back to at this point. Um you're right, though. The, the, I think we were the seventh most viewed bowl game. Um, so that includes your New Year's Six, right? And your national championship ahead of you. <laughs> like, so I think that, uh, yeah, Florida State was – everybody wanted to see Florida State this year, right? And, and that's just – you know, people say all the time, oh, college football is better when this team's good or USC or Miami or whatever. Florida State's one of those teams. College football is just better when they're better. And so the brand is strong. It's as strong as ever. And Florida state is not shy about letting the rest of college football, the sec, the big 10, the ACC know how valuable this brand uh, truly is. If you're watching, if you're listening right now, do us a favor, make sure you're hitting that like button. Uh, appreciate the comments. Appreciate the love down there in the chat, in the comments. Um, again, you guys are more than welcome to hit a super chat. If there's anything that we need to answer directly, if you haven't subscribed already, make sure you're subscribed. If you want to, if you really enjoy the content, you can also join the channel as a member. You get to display an emoji. There's some social media interactions. We do some private videos. We posted it. We had a private post for our members this week. Um, so make sure that you join that if you'd like a little bit extra. If you just want what's on the show, make sure you're subscribed. But if you want a little bit extra than what's just on the show, make sure that you become a member below. Appreciate you guys for your support. Um, Richie, want to talk with you about this. Speaking of support, that's not even a good transition, but production returning. We did a video on this solo, so I really want to get your thoughts, but Florida State, we made a big deal of this last year. That Florida State brought back the 11th most production in all of college football, and we said that was going to be a huge help. The way the Florida State ended the 2021 year, going 5-3 and three down the stretch with three pretty decent losses, um, the way that they kind of finished the year, had a little bit of momentum going into the offseason and a lot of excitement with guys coming back. Well, they were 11th last year. This year, number one, they bring back more production than anyone else in the country, bringing back 87% of their production from the last year. Uh, they bring back 80% of the offense. Obviously, you lost a little bit with Treshawn Ward, Dylan Gibbons moving on. And then defensively, you bring back 94%. Obviously, you lose a little bit of Jamie Robinson, Robert Cooper. Um, well, Florida State number one there. I've got some thoughts. I shared a video on it this week. I'll, I'll reiterate some of those thoughts, but I want to hear what you think about the returning production this year. Yeah, and I, I do believe transfers were, were you know, c no. calculated in this. So a, a guy like a Fentrell Cypress, you know, it, that will count as production returning to Florida State. But I think it more than anything, it shows what's possible in the era of name, image, and likeness, right? Because a lot of these guys probably don't come back if you cannot – legally get paid for your name, image, and likeness because making a practice squad in the NFL is going to pay you six figures. So why would you stay in college for one more year if you're a guy like Fabian Lovett who do, does have a kid who, who's had some medical complications and we hope everything's great there. But he's not a guy that come, comes back without NIL. Uh, Jordan Travis probably doesn't. Jared Verse definitely doesn't. So I think it, it's just a new era in college football. And I think it's a really big deal because when you look who else, uh, what other teams have coming back, 
you're in really good shape because a school like Clemson's a little bit down there. So is LSU, surprisingly. I, I think you're going to get to those numbers here shortly, TJ. But it, it's just, it, it, there's a lot of consistency within the program right now in returning all of this production and expecting a guy like a Johnny Wilson or Micah Pittman to take the next step. That's huge. Yeah, we're going to miss Treshawn Ward. And that's probably like the 20% that's not listed there between him and Gibbons, like he said. But it's just a really big deal, and I think it's why Florida State's going to be a very sexy preseason pick. Uh, I don't know if they'll be picked to win the ACC. There's a lot of Carolina bias that shows up at those meetings. Um, they're at the ACC media days, and they'll probably pick Clemson. But don't I wouldn't be surprised if Florida State's picked to win the ACC. And you're going to have Florida State picked as a dark horse playoff contender. And a lot of it is because of what we're bringing back. And it's a really exciting time to be a Florida State fan. Yeah, I'm going to pick us when I vote on it. I'm oh, yeah. Gonna, I'll, I'll definitely pick us. So, um, uh, yeah, so you mentioned LSU and Clemson, and I think these are big. This is what I kind of tried to reiterate in the video. They don't have terrible returning production by any means. LSU's at 71%. Clemson's at 69 If you uh, jump into that a little bit deep, that's good for uh, 32nd and 36th nationally. Um, so out of 133 teams, it's not terrible, right? I like guess top third. Um, if you dig into that a little bit deeper, LSU returns 81% of their production on offense and only 60% on defense. So maybe a big takeaway there is Florida State's offense, which brings back a ton and has a you know is its greatest strength without a doubt, um, should have some pretty good success against LSU, I would think. That's week one. LSU will not have had any time to really get that unit up to speed. And I think Florida State's defense should, I mean, they're nearly returning about half of the production, right? 60%, so six, six out of 10 instead of five out of 10. But I think that Florida State should be able to do pretty well uh, against that LSU defense because it'll take a little time for that defensive unit to get rolling. And again, play LSU later in the year, they're usually going to be a little bit better. And then Clemson three weeks later, it's the opposite there. Uh, Clemson brings back 75% of their defense. So I think that defense is still going to be pretty stout and still going to be pretty tough for Florida State to just drive at will. Uh, but they bring back 64% of their offense. Um, obviously, um, with guys moving on to both the NFL and uh, DJ transferring, where did he land at? Washington, is that right? They bring back about two-thirds of their offense. So I think there's a good chance for Florida State's defense to maybe hold them down a little bit more than what they did. Clemson kind of moved the ball at will last year. And, and I also think that getting both of those teams early in the year is really, really big for the Knowles. I think that you know you, you wouldn't want to see those two teams later in the year when they've had more time to figure it out. You're getting your toughest two games early in the year before they've had a chance to just gel completely like you know like you would think they would in October, mid-November, things like that. So I really really like where that stands for Florida State. Some other interesting teams that are down later in the year. Uh, Pittsburgh brings back just 51% of their production. So that's 119th. That's a pro. The con of that is that you play them in week 9 or 10. So they're going to have some time to figure it out. Florida Brings back 54% of their production. Again, that's 107th nationally, but they've got 12 weeks to figure that out between now and, and then as well. So that probably matters less because they've got a lot of time to kind of like work a lot of those kinks out. But I think with, with Clemson and LSU, it is a really big deal. And I think if you had to pick, I think you'd like the fact that LSU's defense is the one that's down a little bit. They lost 
a lot of talent on that defense. And you also like that Clemson's offense is the one that's down because you, you struggled against uh, stopping Clemson and you didn't move the ball against LSU maybe as well as you would have wanted in that first half. And so I really like the way that that shakes out for, for, for the Knowles in both of those games. Yeah, I think it's a big deal. I remember doing last year when we did our you know preseason prediction show, I, I specifically said I, I'm picking Florida State to be LSU because of when you catch them in the season. If that game was November, I probably would have picked LSU heading into the season because we didn't know how much improvement this team was actually going to show. So getting them at the right time is a big deal. And same with Clemson, like you said, um, that you know that quarterback is a stud, Cade Klubnick or Klubnick, what is it? Uh, either way, he is going to be starting his like sixth game as a college football player. And uh, when you get that rematch in Charlotte, which I think we both fully expect, he's going to be a different player by then. So can you rattle him early at home in Death Valley? I don't know. I think the schedule, you know, we talked about it. I said I love getting Clemson early. And a lot of it is because they do have a somewhat new quarterback who only started the bowl game. And I think this is a team that bringing everything back, there's just a lot of positives for Florida State. Like you mentioned, it's tough to really gauge Florida because you play them in the 12th game of the season. So if you played them week one, I think you'd probably blow them out. But we'll see what Billy Napier does and how that team looks. Miami's probably going to have quit by the time you play them, so I'm not really concerned at all. But there's just a, it's a big deal for Florida State because I guarantee you that 87% is going to probably be south of 72% not for returning production next year. Yeah, no doubt. So excited about that. I think that certainly helps the Knowles a ton. Um, hey, Richie, let's talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. We'll talk a little about NIL here in just a minute, and then we'll wrap up. We'll let people kind of get on with their day. Again, if you're watching, make sure you hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. If you have a question or a comment that we need to get to, make sure that you're utilizing that super chat function. Or if you're a member on the channel, you don't have to super chat. We'll just read every one of your comments for free. Uh, so you can join the channel and be a member below as well. If you're an FSU fan, which if you're watching this, if you're part of the dozens that are on here, or almost 100 we're up to, uh, you're shopping for FSU gear. Whether you're looking for baseball, softball, basketball, or if you're looking for football stuff early for next year, you should be shopping at Garnet and Gold. You can go to garnetandgold.com and you can use our code, NOSLAW, N-O-S-L-A-W, to get 15% off of your order. I just ordered my daughter some softball shirts. Uh, I won't say who because I couldn't order all six of them, but I ordered her some softball shirts. I love our softball girls. And so not only do they give back to FSU and its athletes, they also will save you a little bit of money by using our code NOSLAW, N-O-S-L-A-W, for 15% off at checkout. Again, you shouldn't be shopping anywhere but Garnet and Gold. We tell you that every week. Again, maybe you're into Delta 8, maybe you're not. Maybe you like fried chicken, maybe you don't. But I know you're buying FSU gear, so make sure you're getting it from Garnet and Gold. Richie and I were just talking the other day, um, whenever we are able to work with them whenever we're able to do anything we order like day one that it that it comes in so garden gold is the absolute best make sure that you're supporting them and make sure you're taking advantage of that deal 15 percent off by using code no slaw n-o-s-l-a-w uh super bowl Knowles richie let's read you some stats then we'll talk a little bit about the game Derek naughty and joshua kando play for kansas city sweat robinson marvin wilson and rod johnson for the eagles so if you don't have a rooting interest maybe cheer for the team with more Knowles on it uh, Derek Nadi is in his third Super Bowl in his short five-year career. Obviously lifted the, the Lombardi Trophy uh, the first time, lost it to the Buccaneers the second time. Uh, Josh Sweat, Janoris Robinson, Marvin Wilson, and Rod Johnson for the Eagles. Uh, at least one Florida State athlete has advanced to 11 straight Super Bowls. 
And this Super Bowl will be the seventh consecutive year that at least one Seminole is on the winning team and the 31st time it's happened in history. Entering this year's Super Bowl, Florida State players have earned 47 Super Bowl rings, obviously highlighted by 2002. Uh, well, it was the 2003 game, but the 2002 season when a Buccaneer was the quarterback, a Buccaneer won the MVP, Derek Brooks was also on that team. Greg Spires is also on that team. We've had Brad Johnson on. We've talked with Dexter Jackson. It's really, really cool to look back at that game. I always remember it for having just a ton of Knowles in it and it being pretty cool that a Knoll won the MVP and was the quarterback. So uh, excited for the Super Bowl tonight, Richie. Excited for our guys that are going to be playing. It'll be cool that at least a couple of Knowles, maybe four if the Eagles pull it off, uh, will get Super Bowl rings and uh, never, never a big complaint about that when, when some of your guys are, are getting into the NFL and, and winning championships. It's always really, really cool to see. Uh, do you have any thoughts on uh, who wins this thing tonight, Rich? Yeah, the, well, that 2013 Super Bowl, or not, excuse me, that 2003 Super Bowl, January 26th, won it on my 15th birthday, which is pretty awesome Ooh. to see it. You know, uh, the, uh, my NFL team win the Super Bowl on my birthday um, with so many Knowles contributing. But tonight, I, th I think it's going to be a blast, man. I think it's going to be a really good close game. The spread is down to one. It was at one and a half earlier. So Philadelphia favored by one over under 51. So they're thinking like 26, 25 type game. It's going to be so much fun. I think uh, to me, Jalen Hurts is a storyline, right? Everybody knows Mahomes and Kelsey and Andy Reid and everything going on there. But you have a kid that was benched in the national championship game in college still was extremely engaged in that game and supporting Tua and all for him. Ghost Oklahoma has a phenomenal season there. You know, people, when he was drafted, like, ah, I don't know. We'll see what he can be. But, man, Jalen Hurts, he had an MVP-type season. They, I think they only lost one game when he started this year. And I think I'm taking the Eagles to win this. Philadelphia better start greasing those light poles, baby, because I think the Eagles are going to win, but I think it's going to be a phenomenal game. I cannot wait for tonight. Yeah, no, I'm excited for it. I think it'll be really, really fun. Uh, our national championship sucked, right? Uh, Georgia yeah. TTU is terrible. So uh, I am excited for just a good game. I, I would prefer the Eagles win. I really like the Hurts story. There are, again, more Knowles. Uh, the Chiefs have been there a few years. I prefer the Eagles. I really don't care. It, it, it won't yeah, upset exactly. me. I mean, I love watching Patrick Mahomes. So, yeah, I, it won't bother me either way. But, I, you know, I would like to see um, – yeah, I'd like to see the Eagles win it, but I just want a good game. I really don't don't want another blowout after after the uh, national championship. So, all right, Richie put together a pick six for us. Did you make these up, or or uh, um, are they? Did you so, actually find these props? So, so you can bet on all of these on Bovada. These are official Bovada right, lines. Yes. Hey, Bovada doesn't pay us. Really. Edit that out, Harley. They pay me. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, heads or tails, Richie. I'm going tails. Tails never fails. Harlan, you want to text me yours on the side? We'll see who wins next week. Uh, I'm going to go tails as well. Actually, no, I'll go heads just to try and win it. <laughs> um, national anthem over under uh, two minutes and three seconds. I'll go over here. I'll take the under. I, you know, Chris Stapleton, I don't think he's going to be carrying long notes out, but I think that's a tricky one, but I'm, I'm going to take the under. Hey, okay, Harlan's got the under as well. He's also got tails. So... Uh, who is shown first during the national anthem? Uh, Andy Reid or Nick Sirianni? Sirianni, yep. Um, and I, 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 Reid's the favorite. Let me take Sirianni. Why not? I'll take Andy, and so will Harlan. 
Uh, Gatorade color, or give me, okay, so I got the Eagles winning. Give me green. So what's, so you mean the lemon lime? Yeah, yeah. Let's go green, yellow. Yeah. Yellow, go okay. Yellow. So I, I also have the Eagles winning, but I think I'm going to go with blue because that's pretty close to uniforms as well. Hey, Harlan, what color you got on that one? Harlan also got yellow. Uh, first TV ad, uh, Doritos or M&M's. I got Doritos here. Yeah, shout out Trey Roland in the, the roll cast. I loved working with him, and he loves his cool ranch Doritos. So I will also go Doritos here. We all have Doritos there. And the longest score of the game, a field goal or a touchdown. So, you know, your field goal is probably going to be, you know, your longest field goal is going to be probably about 50 yards. Um you know, somewhere in between, right? Like 45 to 55, somewhere yeah. in there. Um, that's a long touchdown. I'll go, I don't know. What did you got? <laughs> I don't I'll, know. I'm going to go touchdown. I just think there's going to be one big explosive play. I don't know who it is or where it happens. Obviously, Tyreek Hill not being in Kansas City anymore makes you give a little more pause. But I, I'll go over because I think we see like a like a 58-yard touchdown. I don't think we see a field goal of that length. Well, I actually think it's going to be touchdown too. Harlan had field goal, but I'm going to go field goal just to try and pick up the point. But if I, I mean, like if you guys would have, if I had to pick first, I probably would have gone <laughs> touchdown, but I'll go field goal and try and pick it up. Um, okay. This was pretty cool. So we'll see who wins that next week. Um, speaking of the Super Bowl, shout out to Battle's End. I actually spoke with somebody over there this morning. We'll, we'll share some thoughts. Um, but the Battle's End sent both Jordan Travis and Trey Benson out to the Super Bowl on a private jet, I'll pull up their uh, I'll pull up their tweet real quick just so I can read exactly what it said. But the tweet was put out this morning, actually last night. Said thanks in large part to our first substantial outside donation. The battles in will be re well represented at tomorrow's Super Bowl. More from Jordan and Trey to come. They linked their Instagram. Um, so a really cool experience for both of them uh, to be able to go out to the Super Bowl. Richie, what are your thoughts there? I think it's awesome. You know, going to the Super Bowl is so tough nowadays if you're a normal person like you or ITJ because the corporations own 90% of the tickets and, you know, it, it's tough for us to get access to them. But I think what Battle Zen is showing is they're using name image like this in a very unique way. What high school five-star players looks at that and says, oh, That'd be pretty cool if I could take a private jet to the Super Bowl. I mean, it's it's a recruiting tool. It's yeah. everything. It's you know gives incentive for the younger guys on the roster to get themselves to that level to where a collective like the Battle's End will say, "Hey, we're going to send you to the Super Bowl on a private jet." I just think it's awesome. I'm super happy for both Jordan and Trey, and I hope they have a great time. And I will be following the Battle's End Instagram stories today to to see the content they're putting out there. Yeah, so Ingram Smith quote tweeted and said, this is a massive step for us and will be an incredible experience for two great guys in Jordan Travis and Trey Benson. We learn more each day just how unlimited the possibilities are in this space and eagerly look forward to public involvement. Um, so I reached out uh, this morning and, you know, it, it, this is what's so cool to me and Richie, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head here. Um, both guys will be in battles in gear um, and they will be live. And, you know, there, there were intentions. I don't know if it ended up going through last night, but it sounds like there were intentions for them to both meet up with Derwin and other FSU alums that were out at the Super Bowl last night. Haven't confirmed that for 100% fact, but I know that was the intention was to get them out there and have them meet up with some of those guys as well. 
Uh, really an awesome experience for the guys and more proof that they can tailor opportunities for donors and players that I don't think any other group in this country is able to provide. And that's really the uniqueness of this. Um, and, and there will be copycats and there will be other player, other collectives and other groups that try to do things like this and, and try to be very unique. But I, I think this is unlike you've seen anything else in this NIO world. Everybody's cutting checks, right? Everybody is cashing checks and cutting checks to players right now. And that is what the game is. I have no problems with that. I have no problems admitting that. Like, I think that's awesome. Guys should be getting paid off of their name, image, and likeness. Um, but what the Battle's End is doing is so much different than anyone else. And what they're being able to put together and offer is so unique, not only on the donor side of things, but also on the player side. And like you said, Richie, it's a recruiting tool. It's a tool to motivate the rest of your roster. There is just a lot that's right with this. And there's a lot that Florida State fans should be excited about. Florida State uh, athletes should be excited about. And um, you know, I, I think it's really, really neat to see this. Everybody's getting a check. Everybody's getting paid right now. And, and so there's nothing wrong with that. But it shows that this collective is both innovative and uh, flexible in the fact that they're doing more than just cutting a check. Um, everyone's getting paid. Everyone knows what market rates are. All these collectives are, are cashing money right now. Uh, Florida States is just kind of doing things on another level. And the uniqueness and the experience that Florida State, um, the, the battles in and others are going to experience from this is pretty remarkable. And so shout out the battles in shout out the, the outside contributor that made this happen. Um, they don't, you know, the, the best thing that I've seen from the battles in is that they, they're not loud mouths on Twitter that just want a bunch of uh, recognition. You don't even know who the people are donating. And, you know, Ingram has become a, a figurehead and Ingram has become one that is getting a lot of credit, very well deserved, but he'll be the first to tell you, I'm just a small piece in this just happened to be the public voice. Um, you know, the, the people that are doing this and are donating planes and donating experiences and sending guys out to the Super Bowl are not doing it because they want recognition or because they want you to know about their stupid health app or anything else. They're doing it because they love Florida State and they want what's best for FSU. And um, so I'm glad that, again, Florida State on the absolute forefront of not only NIL, but just these experiences and, and what is going to, to come from this uh, I, you know, Richie, I, I liked your, I liked your tweet. Obviously I had to take a quick shot as well. You know, the rivals did not send some guy named Mertz or the, the guy that was benched against middle Tennessee state, um, out to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, Knowles once again, leading from the front. And, uh, it was pretty cool to see both JT and, and Benson out there. And, uh, I, mean, I hope they have a blast because that's, that's a, that's a once in a lifetime type experience. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I've, Man, I, I think I've told the story on here before, but I'm, I work in healthcare, and I had a free ticket to the Super Bowl in 2020 when the FFA was a, playing Kansas City in Raymond James Stadium. But I missed my second vaccine shot by like three days and, and missed that opportunity. And that is the closest I will ever get to going to a Super Bowl <laughs> in my lifetime. I'm certain of it, but that, that's fine. But I love that this opportunity is there for these guys. And uh, real quick... Obviously, it's it sucked when it happened, right? But did losing Travis Hunter kind of save Florida State's collective game? Because I feel like that was the tipping point for the battle's end to say, hey, 
we, we need some people who know what they're doing to, to come in here and, and get this thing going because they have not had a misstep yet, in my opinion. And I think a lot of that is part of losing the number one player in the country. Yeah, I think that was a wake-up call, not only for the NIL uh, landscape in Tallahassee, but just call, just football in general. I think yeah. it was a it was a wake-up call for recruiting. I think it was a wake-up call for NIL. I think it was a wake-up call for this staff. I think it was a wake-up call for the administration, for the fan base, everybody. Yeah. That said, I mean, I hate that we had to go through that. I think we're... All right, this is another subject. I think we're probably better off for it in the long term. Like, I just yeah, don't know how I much... Agree. We, he, I don't think he would have made a big impact this year. And then so maybe next year and the year after you'd really like to have him on the roster. But I, I think you're probably better off for it. Uh, now, you know, I don't know if you... Yeah. Because of what came of it. No, if you, yeah. You, let's I, be clear. Neither TJ or I are saying, like, we did not yeah. want Travis Hunter. We absolutely wanted him and would take him tomorrow if he called Dorvell. You, but you'd the, like to have a lead player. The domino effect of what happened from right. that, I think long-term is going to pay off. I agree. Um, hey, let's do this, and then let's talk a little more NIL and, and get out of here. We launched a second channel last week. Um, really cool opportunity. Hey, we, we built our brand on giving love and interviewing every coach and every player on every team on campus and really trying to show love to the sports that um, sometimes don't get as much coverage, right? Football gets a ton. Basketball, baseball, softball get a lot. But then outside of that, there, you know, there's not a ton. We launched a second channel this week. Uh, you can go check that out. It's youtube.com backslash at Knoll Sports. Uh, we'll put the link in the description as well. Michaela Edenfield, um, star softball athlete, is going to have a show on there called The Throwdown. We've got some baseball stuff, which I can't say just yet what it is, but we've got some baseball stuff dropping this week with the start of their season. We've got an interview with uh, a prominent member of FSU's administration coming up this week on that channel. So this channel will be primarily football, but if you'd like to support us on that channel as well, we certainly would appreciate it. Again, it's youtube.com slash backslash at Knowles Sports, N-O-L-E-S Sports. Um, you can search for it, DFNS, um, FSU Athletics or FSU Sports. It'll all come up. And again, the link is in the description. If you support FSU, you want to support us on this channel, we appreciate it. Support there as well and, and check out that content. It's, it's really good stuff. Michaela's show was fantastic. With all the weather and stuff, I'm not exactly sure how this week's show is going to go with her, but we will have something out and we'll, we'll get it to you guys. So go check that out. Appreciate you guys for your support over there as well. Okay, Richie, speaking on NIL, we talked a little bit about the battles in. Uh, Michael Pittman, or Micah Pittman, claimed to have made over 100 grand in NIL. A lot of that from his YouTube channel, um, which he's got a great YouTube channel. Speaking of channels, you should go check that out as well. But pretty cool that he was able to uh, make quite a bit there from, uh, from what he had going on. Yeah, and I love it. In this one, I don't know how much the collective came into play here because he has over 75,000 subscribers to his YouTube channel. So with the monetization, it, like he's obviously able to crush it at that point. And I think he does such a good job, especially with his weekly game day vlogs. Like my wife is the first one to point out, hey, is this vlog live yet this week? Because she loves watching it. I, I love the the bromance between it, him and Jordan Travis. How JT tries to act like he's like, ah, this guy's so annoying. And then he shows up at his house at Thanksgiving. Uh, I just think this is what NIL should be, right? Obviously, the big contracts are cool and everything. But this, I think, was the spirit of NIL is that someone, you know, has built a brand for himself. And he has a huge following and now he can monetize it. You know, he's talking about how he gets paid 25 grand to do one ad read on a YouTube video or something. I love that. And I hope more 
uh, athletes take advantage of it. And it's a reason why I think it's not just football players who can really take advantage of the NIL space. If you're a women's basketball player, women's golfer, like you can build a brand. Same with a men's tennis player. If, if you have the charisma and build a good YouTube channel, you can make a lot of money playing sports in college. And that's awesome, in my opinion. Yeah, really, really cool to see. Um, go check out Pittman's YouTube if you haven't. Uh, Richie, that's about all I got today. Around the horn real quick. Softball went 4-1 this weekend. Uh, avenged a loss to Longwood by beating Purdue last night and then Longwood again today. Baseball starts this week. I went to the ten women's tennis match this week in Gainesville. We saw um, Anna, Vic, Coach Hyde, so that was cool. Uh, men's tennis had a huge match today. Women's hoops had a big game. Uh, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of good stuff in FSU's athletics. I know it's a little bit of a downtime for football um, as far as the team goes. But again, go check us out on that other channel, youtube.com backslash at Sports. Subscribe there. Again, we'll link it. Uh, I'll link it in the comments right now. But um, we'll link it there, and uh, you can also get it in the description. Rich, you got any shout-outs before we get out of here? Um, yeah, I mentioned at the start of the show, but shout-out the newlyweds, Chris and uh, Taylor Rochester. Very uh, happy for you, too. Love you guys. I'm excited for your marriage. Um, and then shout-out the city of Phoenix. What a weekend for them. They have the Waste Management Open, which is the biggest party in golf, about 30 miles away from where the Super Bowl is taking place tonight. So imagine the people that are going. They were at the Waste Management Open this morning at, like, 4 a.m. to get in line for that 16th hole par 3 and are going to the Super Bowl tonight. Um, shout out Tiger. He's playing Genesis next weekend, which he hosts. And that's all I really have. I guess go Eagles for tonight. Yeah, just give us a good game in the fourth quarter and I'll be thrilled. Shout out everybody who uh, joins the channel as both a member and subscribes. Make sure you're subscribed if you watch this whole thing. If you've been on with us for three quarters of an hour, the least you can do it is hit that subscribe button. Getting close to 5,600. So we appreciate that. Also, make sure you go subscribe over at youtube.com backslash at Knowles Sports. Um, we've got a lot of content coming there this week. So appreciate you guys for hanging out. Enjoy the Super Bowl tonight. We will be back all week with more football content, and then we'll be live again next Sunday, of course. We'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Go Knowles. Go Knowles.